Welcome to the Veteran Founder Podcast on the Startup Radio Network. Starting a company allows you to be back in control. The weekly show that brings together military spouse and veteran founders who are doing remarkable things in the business world. I can't imagine there's anything out there stronger than the bond that military and veteran entrepreneurs have. We'll hear their story, the story of their business, and lessons learned. Joy can override the worries and depression. Here are your hosts, Carmen Nazario and Josh Carter. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday. It is 1 p.m. on the West Coast. So it only mean one thing. It is time for the Veteran Founder Podcast right here on the Startup Radio Network. I'm your host, Josh Carter. With me, as always, is Carmen Nazario. Welcome, Carmen. Good. Well, thank you, Josh. Good afternoon and happy Friday to all. Yeah, I missed you last week, but glad you're back. Hope you're feeling better. I know you mentioned the allergies were getting uh, getting to you, and I, I feel you. It's uh, it's that time of year, and and of course the ball is in the air, grass is in the air. Hope you're feeling better. Right. Yeah, and we're approaching summer, so so things are looking up. Every week we do this thing where we bring in these remarkable founders and and uh, folks that have served. I happen to be veterans, and uh, and this week's no exception. We have a great guest, Brian State Hours from VeteranOwnedBusiness.com. Brian, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much. Uh, um, before I begin, I, I really appreciate uh, you guys uh, having me on your show. Uh, obviously, the work that you do, you it's a total fit for what we do at VeteranOwnedBusiness.com, which is helping empower small business owners who happen to be uh, veterans. I love it. I love it. So let's, uh, before we really dive right into what that is, we kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, your service in the military, what branch, what led you into service? Sure. Uh, well, uh, I was in uh, 85 to 89. I was, uh, long story short, I was living up in uh, New Hampshire. I took a bus from Boston to Los Angeles to hang out uh, before I was going to start college. Um, next thing I know, summer's over. I've been goofing off at 18 years old, like a lot of 18-year-olds. And next thing I know, I was talking to a recruiter, and they were sending me from beautiful, or actually went to San Diego for uh, uh, the, the the initial meeting and the ASVAB and all that. But they sent me from beautiful San Diego to freezing Great Lakes, Illinois, um, which I don't understand why still to this day. But uh, I went there, and I went on to uh, the HN school, Hospital Corman School, and became a hospital corpsman for about four years. Yeah, I've been to Great Lakes. I went there in 94, and I got there in the dead of winter. And having been a California boy, I wasn't ready for the cold. I mean, I, I felt cold. But you haven't felt cold until you've been to Great Lakes, Illinois, in the winter. No, that uh, I remember. I mean, this was a few decades ago, but I remember coming, coming out from one area, and the wind was just blowing straight in your face. Yeah. It was b- below zero. And, uh, it, you know, Talk about wearing face masks and everything else. It was bundled up to stay warm. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, they call it great mistakes, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you you don't realize that until after they're shaving your head and you're like, and, and you're feeling the minus whatever degree weather it is. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, so you get in the so hospital, Corman. Go ahead. Sorry, Carmen. Are you, yeah. Are you from San Diego? No, actually, yeah. Uh, I'm, I've, I've lived all over the place. I was a, a military brat, and uh, uh, I pretty much was raised my last few years in high school up in New Hampshire. And uh, and yeah, some of, some friends from California came to visit us during the summer right after high school graduation, and talked me into going out to California on a bus, seven eight day trip 
and just goofing off the whole time. And uh, uh, New Hampshire is, is cold, but nowhere near what the, you know what it's like up in the Great Lakes area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that... So you get into hospital Corman School. Is that is that something that you had uh, originally wanted to do? Is that what interests you leading up to getting into the Navy? No, actually, uh, I, I just went and talked to a recruiter. Uh, the person I was staying with out in California, his dad was uh, an alderman, a, a politician out there, and he had a friend who was a recruiter. And you know, I just sat down and talked to the guy and took the the ASVAB test. And based on my scores, he said, "Here's a few things that you're a good fit for." And uh, the hospital count Corman sounded really interesting. And then, of course, later on, you know, you realize that when you watch these movies and and you know, the the hospital Corman is one of the true uh, kind of multi uh, department. Uh, positions where you work with both the Navy and the Marine Corps, even though the Marine Corps falls under the Department of Navy. Um, so it's not uncommon, even to this day, if I walked outside and ran into somebody who was a Marine, and, I, you know, and they're like, oh, you're a Navy. And I said, well, I was a corpsman. Next thing you know, they're giving you a big hug. So is that kind of like a, a, a medic in yes, the military? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's, a, it's, the, uh, it's, it's a medic for the Navy and also overseas for the Marine Corps. And you know, their, their medical attention. If you ever watch any of the mo- war movies, you'll, you know, the Marines are out there, you'll hear, you know, corpsmen. Sometimes you hear medic, but a lot of times you'll hear corpsmen. And that's because the corpsmen during wartime will actually serve with Marine Corps units and will be their medical team, if you will. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I love this yeah. movie. Yeah. And if you think of in the, in the Navy on the enlisted side, it's, if you would think of like maybe a registered nurse on the officer side, most of them are the quote unquote doctors. Uh, so that's, that's the way the Navy, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but that's sort of how the Navy uh, breaks them up. No, exactly. In fact, when I was in, uh, I, I became a registered uh, EMT, uh, audiology school. They, they sent me to a, a ton of schools because they want you to learn as much as you can. I only did four years. I got out. Um, I used the GI Bill, went to college, and I actually got a degree in advertising. Which uh, that's amazing. <laughs> but and I always tell people when I was in, um, one of the things that I found interesting outside of doing the normal medical stuff was that uh, they had me. You know, I was a peon. I was you know 18, 19, 20 years old, and I was working around you know officers who are doctors, but also higher higher level you know E sixes, E sevens who'd been in for you know almost their whole career. They they put me on the the low level stuff, and one of them was actually quite interesting, which they had me put together the the health awareness a monthly little display area. And I found it pretty interesting to try to put together little displays that got people's attention. And that kind of, that, that interest there is kind of what got me into the interest in advertising. So what did you, what, when you were in the, in the Navy, where, where all did you go? What, what commands were you attached to? Well, I was, uh, you know, once again, I was in four years. So I did, uh, um, boot camp in Illinois and I did, uh, um, uh, Corman school. And then I was transferred to Newport, Rhode Island, which was only a few hours from actually where I was from originally. And I was stationed there on the pier in Newport. And occasionally I had to go on some of the ships that came in when the corpsmen, um, something happened where they were, uh, maybe they, they, they had vacation or something. So every once in a while I was put on a ship and had to go out for a few days here or there. Most of it was just training exercises. That's awesome. So you get out. What do you do next? Well, I get out. Uh, actually, uh, I got out about 45 days early because I saved up all my vacation time and went right to college. In fact, uh, I think I got my last check while it was like probably my third third weekend of school. So I go to college, start up in a, 
at Keene State College up in New Hampshire, just because that's where I had some friends going to school there already. And I actually transferred down to the University of Baltimore and because uh, they had a program in advertising and business. And I graduated with my bachelor's degree. Uh, it was a 90, 91, 92. And uh, I did an internship at this program uh, called uh, uh, Downtown I think it was downtown Baltimore partnership or something. It was essentially an organization that was regentrifying the downtown area to get people to come back to go shopping there. And they had me walking around the streets, taking surveys of the shop owners and a few other things. Um, about two months later, I was in New York city working for an advertising agency. Mm. Nice. How long did you, how long did you do that for? Yeah. Well, uh, the advertising agency was probably about two years. Um, the company I worked for actually opened up an office in New Jersey and then kind of pushed me out to the New Jersey office. And that's when I realized that I didn't move to New York City to do a re- 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 sorry, reverse commute to go out to New Jersey where everybody else is coming into the city. So I did that for about two years. I moved back to New Hampshire, uh, started my graduate program. And uh, my girlfriend, uh, at the time, her company was headquartered down in Melbourne, Florida, which is where I am now. And they asked her if she wanted to relocate uh, down to the Space Coast area. Most people know this area is the Space Coast. And, um, you know, I think it was snowing up there at the time. And I think she said, uh, I'd be crazy enough to take that. Uh, so long story short, I decided to move down here with her uh, to, to Melbourne. Took a job working for several high-tech companies in their marketing department. Uh, the last one before I decided to go off on my own was a, uh, a telecommunications company and pretty much headed up their marketing department. And I guess it's a good way to transition into what we do at Better Known Business. But while I was doing some trade shows, uh, one particular show, which was in Las Vegas, it was huge. I mean, you know, just booths and uh, millions of dollars being spent on on advertising for the booths and stuff. Some some group of people came up to us and asked if uh, by any chance the owner was a veteran. And um, I said, no, I've never been asked that. I've been asked pretty much everything else. But I, out of curiosity, why are you asking? And they said at the time that. Um, you know, the United States government was really pushing this initiative to try to uh, do a certain percentage of government contracting budgets with disabled veteran-owned businesses. And um, I asked the guy, I said, how, how do you go about, you know, do, I mean, what do you do to, to go out and find these businesses? And the guy said, oh, get on planes. We fly all over the country. We do seminars and all this. And I said, there's got to be an easier way to try to connect with these businesses. And Long story short, a few days later, I flew back and put together a little kind of a little idea for what is betterknownbusiness.com, which became a uh, started off as a director and now it's really morphed into a, a media piece for, for kind of what you guys are doing. That's amazing. So when you're, we're trying to think of the, the first iteration of this website, what, what were you thinking you were going to have to do? Because this is almost like a two sided market, right? You have the website, which is You've got to try to find an audience for this website, but you also have to have content to have yeah, somebody, you know, when, when people yeah. uh, go see. So what, what was more important to you as you were building this out? Was it getting the content together or, or getting the eyes on the site? Well, honestly, here, this is this coming Veterans Day will be our 12th year. We launched on Veterans wow. Day 2000, 2008. And uh, 
and he, congratulations, really, by the way. Th- oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Because uh, if you saw the bags underneath my eyes, you know that this has been a long process for many years for us. <laughs> it, it started off as me and a couple of people that were kind of helping out inside, and now I got a team of people, and uh, uh-huh. we got a guy that does content, the writing, and we've got a, t- a tech support people. But um, yeah, when it first started off, it was just pretty much the idea, and I gave it to uh, uh, some college kid that I knew, and I said, "Hey, he actually was an army veteran and was just starting school." and I just gave him this idea, and then I don't know, a month later he came in. And he says, "Hey, here's a little bit of a uh, like a database I put together, and uh, and we just you know we put some graphics together for it, and we just kind of threw it down." But where I was going with this is that you know here we're almost our 12th anniversary, and to this day, content is still the most important part for us because we have 34,000 plus members, and there are 2.53 million somewhere, depending on the last census. Uh, businesses out there that are owned by veterans, and that doesn't include businesses owned by military spouses, which we also accept in our system, active duty, and as well as reservists. Wow, that's, that's amazing! Awesome. Congrats, again, congrats on the twelve year. I mean, a lot of companies don't don't survive that long. So, so yeah, kudos it, to you. No, I appreciate congratulations, that. Congratulations, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And and what would you learn through this process? Like, what do you think was probably the most surprising as we're growing this this uh, this platform? Um, what's well, not? It's th- this shouldn't come as a surprise for any of us. I, I know you. I, you were in the Navy, Carmen. I believe yep. you were in the Army. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So what I what I learned, and I can t- it still amazes me, but it, it doesn't surprise me one bit, is the the abs- absolute camaraderie that comes from those that serve in the military and the military community in general. We get emails, even as recently as an hour ago, from somebody that's trying to find a business in our system because they served or their grandson served, or their friend or father served, and they want to show their their appreciation and their respect. And that, even though that's something I, I don't, it's not amazing, but I, it's just amazing I still see this, and it ca- catches me every time. It, it almost gives me goose, goosebumps when I hear some of these stories from people that just, one lady a few years ago, she wanted to find somebody to paint her house, and she she sent us an email. She said, you can help me find, she was somewhere in New York, New, up, upstate New York, and she said, oh, my grandson was killed in Afghanistan. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, those, things are, those things are tough. But, you know, the, the beautiful fact is that there are proud Americans out there, and not just Americans, but people all over the world, because we have some of the largest corporations, some that are not even headquartered in the United States, that want to try to use businesses that are owned by veterans, whether they're you know, one man who can do some landscaping up to, we've got restaurants that have five locations. We've got IT companies. We've got tele- telecom companies, lawyers, doctors. We have some lawyers that have multiple locations around the country. Um, and it's, uh, at the end of the day, it's, you know, when you work a lot of hours, you put a lot into it. Um, that, that's the satisfaction I get. I, I just love it when you hear stories from people. And, and you know, every once in a while, you, I'll hear from a guy who was, who was a colonel. And he was a colonel. And he opened up a landscaping business. And then I'll hear from somebody else who was an E3 who has 15 locations. And he took what he learned from the military and used that as his, his platform to build his, a company. Of, and a lot of them have, as you well know, probably, a lot of them like to hire fellow veterans. And so they, yeah. they've grown not just as a veteran-owned business, but a veteran-run, veteran-owned, and veteran-employee company. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. Now, do you have enterprise corporations that will come to your website and and look for um, companies that they could um, procure from? All day long. I mean, this year alone, we've already had twenty five thousand requests. 
Uh, a lot of them come from the everyday consumer. Uh, our goal is to build this. You know, they, they have codes and NAICS codes, sick codes, and all these other codes that a lot of government contractors use. The average one-man shop or five-guy shop, they don't know a lot of that government speak. So when we built this from the beginning, our goal was to build it with a keyword approach where somebody can go in and search for painter or landscaper or IT or or we have funeral homes. We've got limo services, pool cleaners, you name it. And the idea is somebody can go in there who might be at the grandmother I, I mentioned a little while ago. But we also have it set up so that government contractors can go in there. We've had, I mean, we've worked with AT&T, Microsoft, Delta, um, some of the biggest sports teams. I remember the New England Patriots once contacted us because they were looking to find um, businesses that are owned by veterans. You know, it started off a few years ago really as just service-disabled veteran-owned businesses because that was a, that was the requirement. Um, as you know it from, from your show, I'm sure you know that over the years, I think it was President Bush who initiated the program and said, hey, if you could try to go out and do as much as you can, especially as a government agency with disabled veteran-owned businesses, but that's morphed into like a real program over the years. Um, and now some of these some of these agencies have, you know, five, six, seven double-digit percentages that they spend with veteran-owned businesses, and they contact us all day looking for a business that does this or that. A lot of times they just go right through our system and and we'll contact our members. And the only reason we know about that is because they'll they'll call us and say, thank God I just landed a project with the FAA, um, six million dollar project, uh, because they found our business six months ago and we put together the and we they do their, did their due diligence and six months later after all the sales cycle, we landed the project and thank God they found us on veteranonbusiness.com. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, maybe this would be a good time for our commercial because I have a uh, a few questions yeah. for Brian. Absolutely, okay. let's do it. So uh, you've been listening to the Veteran uh, Founder Podcast. We are going to take a break, and we will be right back. CPA dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Today's episode of The Veteran Startups is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. For instance, media relations. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Carmen and Josh sent you. And we're back, Veteran Founder Podcast with Brian St. Ars from the Veteran Business. Uh, sorry, I'm totally blanking on that. Veteran owned businesses.com. Sorry. Uh, Carmen, you were about to dive into some of the questions about the uh, business mm-hmm. model and some of the uh, listings and whatnot. Take it away. Right. So, okay. So I'm a business owner and I'm a veteran. And I go to your website and I'm, at, I'm there right now. And and so there are various um, signups, and so can you go and explain that to our audience? Uh, because you have the small business sponsorship, oh, the enhanced sure. local listing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we first launched years ago, it was just pretty much uh, you know fill out a form and and submit it came to us. Um, 
And then we started adding more and more things over the years. I mean, this is really an ad hoc system that was built years ago and we just kind of added on to it. We kind of do more. In fact, we've got a, a new iteration of the, the site design, a few other things that are in the works for this this summertime. But uh, over the course of the years, uh, you know, we've had members that have um, come back to us and said, hey, uh, can I give you guys some money? Or what can I do? Because we landed a project and the only reason our doors are still open is because of you guys. So over the course of the last few years, we've added uh, uh, different levels of sign up. So we have, um, I'm looking at the site right now too. We've got basic sign up, which um, pretty much gives you everything that 99.9% uh, .9 of our members have because most of our members came in under our free, free sign up. Uh, our goal is not to nickel and dime veterans, um, but those that want to add enhanced things that cause more uh, issues with our database or require more usage you know, technically than, you know, charge a minimal fee. So we've got uh, a free program, which gives you everything outside of uh, a, a logo and, an, and a, uh, you get like a higher level listing where your profile shows up with your logo. Um, small business sponsor, uh, you get uh, one of our thank you certificates, um, both small business and enhanced logo listings. Uh, you'll get some verified member stickers, but we also will send those out to our, our basic listings if somebody asks or if it's like a certain type of business business that gets a lot of foot traffic. Um, we also have a nonprofit listing, uh, which is a whole different database by itself. Uh, we have over, um, I want to say close to a thousand nonprofits in our system. Um, and the goal uh, from the from the beginning, and maybe I could take a half a second step back. Um, our missions, and it hasn't changed since the beginning, is really to help empower military veterans who own businesses to help them grow, help them when they're growing and they need to hire, help them to be able to hire fellow veterans. And then when the time has come that they're doing well and their accountant says, hey, Josh, you, you should really think about giving back to the, you know, giving back and, and, you know, donating something to help cut down on your tax burden. That's why we have our nonprofit section. So the goal is that we help you Get your business noticed out there, whether it's a paid listing or a free one, doesn't matter. A lot of our members that have gotten a lot of business have been with us for years and have never spent a dime with us. Um, but the goal is that we have a job bank area, which we set up recently, where people can post jobs and, and search resumes. And then lastly, when it comes time to give back, to be able to use our nonprofit database to find nonprofit organizations that in one way or another help the military community. Um, so that they can look at ways to give back, whether it's financially or through uh, help, you know, personal or sweat equity kind of thing. That is so noble. I love it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah. is this, would you say this is pretty much your, how your business model works if they want to get featured or if there's sort of more visibility than that there's an extra fee for that or how, what what are some of the other ways yeah. that your platform makes money oh well we, most of it's done through advertising not, not through our members like i said you know we i, I zero desire to, we, we have people that contact us and they're well can i you know how about if i do listen we just want we want you in our system i don't care if you're paying to be in our system or not i want you in there because i can tell you all day long we get on the average month we get four to five million page views. On the average month, oh, we wow. get 200, 200, 200 some odd to about 300 some odd thousand unique visitors. Those are eyes that are on the site. That doesn't include people that come back on a regular basis, which we know people at the VA use our system, people in government agencies, they come to us because they have their own system that's not easy to use or whatever the case may be. And some parts of our system, we're, we're on the process of trying to make it easier for people to, to use. But uh, um, 
you know, our objective is to get people in our system because if you're a small business owner, tell you right now, there are people out there that want to do business with you. And because you served, maybe because they served, the military to me, and I know you both can probably agree, the military is the ultimate giant fraternity. You run into somebody, whether they served with you in the same branch, the same year, the same location, the fact that they served, you have an automatic connection with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I agree. So, what, um, go ahead. Sorry, Carmen. So, what kind of advertising, um, uh, what type of advertising do you do for what types of companies? Oh, you, you mean as far as the type of, type of businesses that are in our system? Um, or, oh, okay. Well, so, so you can, so the advertising actually would be oh. for those that register um, as a sponsor. Um, but I was thinking if you were selling things there as well. Oh, um, no. uh, I'll yeah. have to want to take the time since it was a last minute guest. Typically, you know, I like to go check out the website. So I haven't had a lot of time to check out your website. And I'm probably asking questions that I would find out if I checked it out myself. Very Listen, carefully. All I can say, Carmen, is it's it is Friday. We're in Florida. So it's Friday afternoon here, even though we work <laughs> the nights and weekends. It is all good. Yeah. Hey, I, I have a, one question. You know, as the Internet has changed in the 12 years that you've been in business, how have you adapted? How, what other platforms have you used to amplify your listings and your community? Sure. Well, um, our site is pr- pr- primarily pr- proprietarily built. I mean, we had a guy who built custom coded, but we also tie into uh, several content management systems. So we use uh, like our blog is WordPress, which is, you know, anybody listening to the show that does anything in technology probably has heard WordPress before as a content management system. We also have uh, uh, Joomla, which is our what we use to communicate with our members through newsletters and other things. Um, WordPress, uh, you know, it's, it, it, that, that's fairly up to date. I mean, there's constantly new plugins that are being added to it. Um, but we also integrate quite heavily with social media. Um, our, you know, if we add up all our Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, we have over 400,000 uh, people that follow us and probably more like 450 to 500,000. If you add in the fact that we have several Facebook pages for different, like we have a veterans hire veteran initiative and we have a Facebook page for that, which has, I think 25, 30,000, our veteran owned business Facebook page has, I want to say 270,000, uh, people that follow us on there. So we're constantly working with our site. Uh, somebody comes in, whether they're a free, member of you know basic or paid or maybe they're not even a member maybe they're just trying to give us some information about upcoming event that's uh, helping uh, veterans who want to start a business uh, lately because of uh, the coronavirus covid-19 uh, with the ppp and the, and the small business loan programs we've been working a lot with the sba with score with several organizations getting the word out through our calendar about upcoming events that are specific to you know small businesses about all the different programs. And, and because of that, uh, the month of April, our, our, our Facebook reach hit almost 1.6 million, which wow. was, up, yeah, it was up about a thousand times what we normally get. And that's just because we were sharing so much information and working with all these different organizations to make sure that the small businesses that are owned by veterans um, can, can keep their doors open and learn as much information as possible about the different um, CARE Act and stimulus programs out, that are out there. Makes sense. Yeah. And so I can actually go to your website and if I want to identify a veteran to work for my company, 
I can find, do a search to find a resume then? Yeah, uh, uh, there's there's a few things. So there, you can search our system, and this is the beauty of it. Uh, we have uh, the ability to search by by state, by county, by city. You can even put a zip code in, and you can say, I want to look for um, just a Marine Corps reservist who's within 50-mile radius of, of this zip code that, that does this service. Now, you know, 34,000 uh, know, members, uh, some are nonprofits, and, you know, divide that up over the entire country. There might be some areas where you might be looking for a, a funeral home in a certain town, and maybe there's not one that's in our system. However, um, you can search by category. Um, you can even put keywords in and search that may not necessarily be in a geographic area. So you can go, you can look at, biz, you know, a type of business in your area, state, county, city, zip code, category. We also have veteranshireveterans.com, which is integrated with our site. Um, on the in our menu up top, there's a a button that says uh, jobs. When you click on that, it takes you to veteranshireveteranveterans.com, and they're absolutely free. Uh, well, the only requirement is this: that you prefer to hire a veteran, which should be 100% of the people out there. Um, so you can post a job, you can search resumes, all for, all for free. The idea is that our members, as part of our mission, the second stage, help empower them and help them be able to hire fellow veterans. Um, so that's the other part. That's nice. Hey, Brian, what, what are some of the things that you've struggled with along the way? What are, what are some of the roadblocks that you've hit uh, growing this platform out? Uh, time. Time is definitely one issue. I mean, this is... Sure. Uh, I mean, it, I, I could, we could add 10 people to our staff right now and, uh, and we'd still be probably working on the clock and working weekends. Um, it's, it, it, maybe, maybe we're not working as smart as we should in some areas, just because our goal is to, you know, reach the businesses that are owned by veterans and try to get them in our system and try to get people to use our system. But, uh, time is definitely an issue because there's, I mean, the phones ring, the phones literally ring off the hook here. It, I mean, we'll get several hundred phone calls a day, voicemails a day. Uh, a lot of us. You know, sometimes it's just somebody leaving their phone number and uh, their name. They say, oh, can you call me back? I hate to say it, but with, with hundreds of calls, those people get pushed to the back burner. Um, there's there's technical aspects. There's a lot of, uh, you know, technology, Josh, as you had kind of said a little while ago, it's constantly changing. So we're constantly trying to stay on top of technology. And I will say probably one of our biggest thing, um, and you hear about this all the time on the news with uh, government ages, uh, pe people trying to, you know, nefarious users out there in other countries trying to get into our system, trying to access our data. And we have a very, I don't want to say sophisticated, but we have a decent security system that we use. And if you were looking at my computer right now, you would be able to see thousands of IP addresses from all over the world, China, Russia, trying to, trying to get in our system, trying to log in to the back end. Uh, a lot of times just, just to be able to use it as a spamming source. Um, but we're very, very protective of our data. The one thing I can tell you, We've never once, in almost 12 years, never once sold anybody's information. In fact, we barely give it away. We have agencies will contact us and say, hey, we want to contact all the members in these states. Can you send us a database? Sorry, we told people that we will not do that. We will, we will help you reach our members if you're trying to find one for a, a project. Uh, but our goal is not to make an easy source for people that want to try to find a, a lead system. And that, believe me, that happens all the time. Somebody's going profile by profile, trying to sell them phone services or insurance or banking. That's been one of our biggest obstacles is trying to stay on top of that over all these years. Wow. 
That's remarkable. Yeah, it, it never occurred to me that that uh, people. I mean, I, I guess it, you, you find any data uh, valuable in in a, in a way, but that's really remarkable. Yeah. Uh, what do you? Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's you know it's a double demographic. You're talking about business owners who are also military. Yeah. You know, active, and so there's. I won't get into that, the largest telecommunications companies in the world. We constantly have to block their IP addresses because they're in there trying to profile by profile, trying to sell our members. And that our system wasn't built for that. It was built for you to go and buy something from them, not try to sell them stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that mission. And, and it's and it's remarkable. I think, you know, a lot of the times we bring in a, a guest and, and you're you're asking them, what's your why? But you don't have to do that with this. This is very clear. It's very mission driven. And, and you understand uh, the challenges, which is which is far reaching and, and really amazing. Uh, Thank you. I what, appreciate that. I, I know this is really a hard question to answer. Yeah, I ask it to a, a lot of uh, uh, founders, but where do you see this going in five years? Like, what, what what do you hope this website becomes or this community becomes? Well, uh, first of all, I, the, the short answer is bigger. Um, which, sure. You know, b- bigger and better. Um, we're not foolish enough to think that we've got something that's spectacular and it's the end all. The, you know, we're trying. This came, as I said. Scratch out a piece of paper many years ago, and it's grow. It's morphed into this. Um, the veterans, hireveterans.com, the job bank system. That's something that came about um, as as we've grown along. Uh, we have uh, uh, a few other pieces. In fact, I've got a, a, a little cloud thing on our whiteboard here. We got we have whiteboards all over the office, and it's got all the little pieces to it um, that we want to add to it, like a marketplace where veterans can go in and buy. You know, may, maybe not buy from a business, but they can buy off each other, kind of like a, you know. Uh, you know, a free area, like a forum where people can say, hey, I got this for sale, this information, where people can find clubs. So morphing into more, it started as a veteran-owned business directory. It's morphed into a veteran-owned business, you know, news source, if you will, and and directory and job bank. And our goal is to kind of grow it more into like a self and self-sustaining uh, social network. Wonderful. That's great. I love it. Um, what else, what are, what are some of the things that you wish you could have done differently, uh, looking back now, what are, what are some of the things that when you're starting this out and you've gone through 12 years, what are the, what are the things that you would have done differently? Uh, well, probably would have sunk a lot of money at the beginning into it. Um, yeah. be, because, uh, um, you know, this is, it's pretty much all self-funded. Yeah. We have, uh, some people that, that do enhance those things. I mean, it's not a lot, it, you know, and we have, um, uh, advertisers advertise with us through like advertising platforms. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, you know, all of it adds up here and there, but, um, you know, to, to reach out there, I mean, do, being on shows like yours, it's spectacular because it helps get the word out there. And I've, I have never, I don't think I've ever met anybody in all these years that said anything negative about this other than, Oh, you know, I wish I thought about that. Or, or in some cases, uh, your site's down. Well, we just shut your IP address down because you can't go profile by profile to sell us stuff, you know, try to sell our member stuff. Outside of that, it's every everybody's very positive about it. And I think if we had sunk a lot more money to it at the beginning, we might be more advanced now where we could have a lot more members in our system. Uh, we could be doing advertising. We don't we don't do really anything at all other than a few little Facebook ads here and there where we prom- promote an event. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much. And then maybe add AdWords a little bit. Outside of that, everything's on like a shoestring budget. And if we had an actual large scale budget, oh man, I think this thing could go, this, this could go pretty far where we can have multiples of what we have right now. 
and and hopefully a lot more contractors using our system to try to help grow the small businesses that are our members. Yeah, a lot of a lot of founders they uh, they think about what the exit's going to look like. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think that at some point I'm going to sell this thing or it's going to merge into some other platform? Is that is that ever crossed your mind? Well, honestly, yes. Um, but it, it's kind of hard to have an exit strategy when you didn't really have an enter, enter entrance strategy. <laughs> it just kind of grew out of, out of the, like I said, it's like I you know, probably had a couple of glasses of wine and all of a sudden wrote some ideas down on a piece of paper. And here we are, you know, 12 years later. Um, but yeah, no, I'd like, once again, this is an integral, integral tool for small veteran-owned businesses to help market themselves. Now there's a lot more of this, you know, over the years, other directories have popped up and these organizations is, but the idea is that it helps these businesses. And uh, we did a we did a survey a few years ago for uh, uh, one of the, a magazine, fairly big magazine, and um, we asked our our members random sampling. I think we had over two thousand responses. Um, you know, do you prefer to work with fellow veterans? And at, at, if you do, how much more would you be willing to pay to a veteran-owned business versus a non-veteran-owned business? And then we did the same thing with our supporters. And I think we came back with 10 or 15% more. The average person would be willing to spend more to, to deal with wow. the veteran business, not less. So that means people are willing to go out of their way and are willing to spend a little bit more to, and I don't want to say it's patriotic duty. It's just, I mean, right now in this day and age with all that's going on in the world, and it's, there's something so beautiful about America, Americana and, and, you know, being, feeling like you're doing something that's of value to not just our country, but to those that served. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I, I think we, we find that often, uh, especially of course, being a veteran focused program that, that, that seems to be the, the key. What, what advice would you give to new entrepreneurs coming into the scene now? Uh, what, what, what advice would you give them as they're looking at what they would, they would need to do to grow their own business? Well, first of all, uh, we work very closely with the, we try to with uh, state agencies and with the, the well, I forget what it's called now, but it used to be called the Center for Veterans Enterprise. So our goal is, you know, we when somebody comes to us, a lot of times they come to us first because they're searching around and doing something, or maybe they talk to somebody, a veteran service officer, or they're at an event and they mention veteranonbusiness.com to go get listed. Uh, our next thing when they come in is to get them educated on the different certification verification programs in their county, their city, county, state, and at the federal level with the VA. Um, so, you know, our, our, our goal is to constantly try to get that information out there so that um, somebody coming in uh, knows all the resources that are available to them, whether they're kicking tires and thinking about starting a business or um, they're, they're already in the business and they're trying to find uh, ways to finance the business. There's a lot of, there are a lot of resources out there. Um, and that's why we try to provide in, in our blog, uh, we call it, veteran, we call it VO Beacon, uh, but it's, it's a news source. On there, we have information about upcoming events um, that are specific to starting a business, financing business, growing a business, selling a business, counting, you name it. Uh, we have information about the different certification programs and verification programs, like I mentioned, uh, job fairs, uh, discount programs for veterans. There's a lot of I mean, a lot of organizations out there, especially right now with what's been going on with the virus, a lot of big corporations are offering discounts and some completely free uh, software programs for veteran-owned businesses. And some of these companies are the largest accounting firms out there or accounting software firms, uh, insurance company. You know, that, so anyway, there's a lot that's out there. It, my advice would be to hit the ground running 
and don't become complacent because the people that do, they're the ones that we hear from like a year later and they say, yeah, you know, that didn't do anything for me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, is, is there anything else you want to talk? Sorry, Carmen, I mean, step on you. Go for it. That, that it's just, uh, the website is just a wealth of information and uh, uh, it's, uh, you can tell that. Uh, you can glean a lot of good information from it. Well, thanks. Uh, Myself and others, I appreciate that because, uh, you know, like I said, if you saw the bags on everybody's eyes, you'd probably be like, okay, these guys (laughs) look like they don't sleep. Um, And and Josh, to answer your question, I think you were asking if there were anything else that... uh, Yeah, of course. This this one here is, is... it's sort of unrelated to what we're talking about, but I love it. This is something we put together, and I actually did the research for it a few years ago. But we have a we have a site called famousveterans.com, and uh, the idea is that uh, I, I was talking to somebody once, and look, their kid was like twelve, and they're like, "Why would I want to join the military? You know, what what good can somebody?" And I'm like, "You know what? Not that you know. First of all, everybody that served is a hero. Everybody that's serving is a hero. Uh, any anybody who's got family members that served." military spouses they're heroes as well and i don't mean the hero like somebody you know jumped on a grenade these are people that did something that a lot of people in this country big percentage have haven't done or will not do but you know it's interesting to see the celebrities athletes musicians actors that one time or another served and a lot of them served you know before they became famous they got out they used the gi bill to go become you know learn music or to learn acting and uh, famousveterans.com, it's pretty neat. Like I said, there's nothing there. It's just it's a list of veterans. We've got a calendar. We can look at each one of their birthdays and, unfortunately, when some of them passed away. But it's kind of a neat little guilty pleasure to be able to see those that are out there. And we always say, uh, you know, famousveterans.com, it's, uh, you know, see if your favorite celebrity served. I'm always fascinated by that, to be honest. Like, I, I was really surprised to hear, like, Adam Driver was a veteran, a Marine veteran. Yes. Like, I, I just... Some of these people that uh, you just never think would have served have served, and uh, so yeah, I, I I get why that's a guilty pleasure. I also <laughs> am always curious about who served, and who did, so it's it's really cool. I love it. Yeah. What, I mean, I would usually we ask where people can find you, but we already know. I always spend the entire time talking about veteranownedbusiness.com, which is great. But where else can people find you? Well, they can find us on Facebook at uh, Facebook, uh, you know, dot com slash. Uh, Veteran-owned business. They can find us on Twitter. Uh, that one's just Twitter.com/slash Veteran-owned. Uh, but we also have a uh, we have Veteran-owned businesses.com, uh, Veteran-owned firms.com, uh, and uh, you know if you go to Famous Veterans, it ties into our site. If you go to VeteransHireVeterans.com, it ties in. Everything ties into the the core site. Love it, Brian. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and uh, please come back anytime. Josh, Carmen, I, I thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com forward slash startup radio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code StartupRuby. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.